0: For over a hundred years, the world has been captivated by Hollywood. The uh, stuff that dreams are made of. Where stars are born. Cover the world! But just beneath the stardust lie a million more fascinating stories that, when sewn together, form an incredible history. The Secret History of Hollywood. Available now, wherever you get podcasts. Hello, I am Anderson Cowan, and I've got a movie to make, and this is Loaded for Bear. Let's make this movie week 26. Is that right? Oh, geez. Let me check. Let me check. Can I check? Oh, yeah. Yeah, week 26. Episode 26 of uh, 36 or so weeks. And uh, I was going to check in with you guys yesterday, but life began again. Uh, the morning after the shoot, which was Friday, the shoot happened. LA film didn't have an opportunity to shut us down, though they did try. Oh, there's stories from the set, guys. So many stories from the set. Uh, but yeah, so I, life began again with the family and, and doing stuff for as a dad and a husband uh, the very following morning. And then um, Sunday was uh, uh, insane all over the place, doing catch up. And then I really wanted to uh, plug in the drive. And Take a look at the footage and, and put everything in bins and organize everything and map it out in my head Just to make sure I mean I had a pretty good idea with all the organization and all the steps that we took but I really wanted to make sure that uh, We weren't missing anything or we didn't have any blow-and-takes or any kind of technological problems that would prevent us from Saying or prevent me from saying this we have the movie shot We have a movie in the can as they say and now begins the assembly uh, I know I've been saying thanks a lot over these last few months, and I want to thank everyone who's listening to this, anyone who shared this, anyone who's just believed in what we're doing and anyone who obviously has given money to allow any of this to have happened. Uh, thank you so much on behalf of me, obviously, uh, cause you're the, I'm the voice that you, that you hear, but it's really uh, well beyond me. All of the people that were a part of this, even the, the crew and uh uh, you know, all the camera guys that came in and worked for free or practically free and Panavision that, uh, helped so much. And they all see what we're trying to do here. They believe in it and they want it to happen. Uh, but mainly for the cast and, uh, my, my SAG after actors, uh, we had eight of them, uh, some of which were born to act players. Uh, they all absolutely, uh, had a great time doing it, but I got to tell you the best part of the day by far. So it started at seven. Got there, my call was seven thirty. I got there around seven ten, and um, we were there until ten p.m. Right, and uh, it was towards the end of the day because we tried to wrap at eight p.m. with all of our actors, and we had 12 foreign act players that got called off by my assistant director, John. Also, I've been calling everyone uh, individually, like all the uh, crew and gaffers and grips and camera guys, and, and just thanking them for all of their hard work. Cause I just didn't have time to really like, you know, catch up or say hello, even to some of these guys, some of these guys, I didn't even know Mickey brought them in, but I've been trying to call everyone and thank them. And say, you know, I owe you one, we all owe you one. But back to the point, um, when somebody is wrapped on a movie, when they're finished, the assistant director will make an announcement. And a lot of the time, it's one or two people finish their their scene with uh, with dialogue, and then they're done with the movie. They don't have anything else to do. And the assistant director will say, and that's a picture wrap on, and he'll say their names, and there'll be some applause. Well, he got to do that 12 times in a row for uh, for all of my Born to Act players that were in the classroom scene. I had it broken up into two different scenes that they were in. A little, little confusing, I'm not going to weigh you down with all the details, but we had six Born to Act, no, eight Born to Act players that were um, in the big reveal and they were playing um, crew members like script supervisors, camera assistants, boom operators. I had Spencer who's one of the guys that I go farthest back with uh, at, at Born to Act Players. He's a total character. He's probably the most mischievous guy at Born to Act and I just absolutely love him, Spencer. And I put him on on uh, boom mic so he was like our boom operator for that big reveal. So we wrapped them out earlier. A number of them wanted to stay though and hang out and, and watch everything. And then we wrapped out uh, all 12 of um, our classroom uh, artists as they were playing in the, in the scene uh, right around 8 o'clock. And we had to get them out of there. Uh, it was either 8 or 8.30. The whole day is just kind of a, a blur. But, we, you know, we were up against the clock. We had to, you know, meet specific requirements. And everything was it was much different than all the independent movies that I've made. Even though this is independent, but you know the SAG after, like we had to adhere to rules, especially because these guys, some of them, you know, were really getting tired, and not one of them complained. But some of them, you know, eight hours, it was nine hours with lunch break. Uh, I was really, you know, pushing them harder than I wanted to, and uh, couldn't push them any harder because of SAG after. Thankfully, probably because I probably would have asked them, you know, hey, can we do another half hour just to make sure we got everything? But anyways. So, John calls them out one by one, their full names, says what role they're playing, and then they get up, everyone claps. And uh, I wasn't the only one, you know, crying, and there was no, no, nothing sad about it. It was just so. At the, at the risk of sounding like an absolute pap, it was just, and for lack of a better term, it was just, they were, it was one beautiful moment after another. Every single one of my born to act players really chewed up that opportunity to you know have their their applause and cuz you know they get it a lot with the uh, with the acting that we do every week too but I would never seen them in that scenario where there's cameras around and lights and a bunch of strangers essentially to them and some of them even to me you know all applauding them for a job well done and a really hard long day a fun day but a long hard day and uh, you know they're going up and bowing, and some of them were doing twirls and stuff. And Mike captured all of this for the documentary, so you guys will eventually see all of this. But um, I wasn't the only one who was um, tearing up. It was—I'm going to start right now. It was just awesome. I, I knew that these guys would have a great time. I did not anticipate that they would have as good a time as they had. Um, it was—it was just like I said, some of the, uh, some of my born act players that, that were playing crew members and they got released like at lunch, they, they hung around for an additional four or five hours. Their parents were like, all right, can we go? And they're like, my born act players are like, no, this is fun. Let's hang out and watch how this is all done. So I think a a lot of people learned a whole bunch on both sides, uh, you know, from crew to cast. And, um, I, I knew my born act players were going to have a great time, but I honestly did not think that they were going to enjoy themselves as much as they did. And that, and that will be seen uh, in the documentary as well as her performances. Um, Oh God, it was just... I mean, I've done a lot of stuff, guys, and this is is one of my favorite things. I can also tell you that Day started off with me directing uh, The Office Scenes where it's uh, Keith Coogan, uh, being, uh, you know, a real, a real jerk and going apoplectic, uh, on the phone yelling at Ben and we see, you know, the guys club and just men behaving badly. I it one of the notes that I gave to Brock was, you know, have you ever seen, uh, Oh my God, I'm drawing a blank on the name now. Wow. What the heck is the name? Is Neil, Neil the Butte movie met in the company of men in the company of men. Yeah. A little, a little like that boys club speaking poorly, a little cartoony, but. at ultimately it's Ben's movie and this is what Ben's recollection or Ben's idea of these two guys is. So we have a little leeway to, to play it over the top a little bit, but I was directing those two and that was pretty easy. We had two cameras going and I got to have him go up and down the set that we built that looked like an actual office with cubicles and everything. We built it in the back. It's remarkable what Bianca, my, and uh, Haley, my, my art department and set decorators were able to do with such limited budget and short time. And then we moved into the office where they really got to enjoy, uh, some back and forth and some dialogue and just men being bad guys. And it was fun. It was a whole lot of fun. And then we moved on to the big reveal. uh, And then we had lunch and then uh, we set up for the, uh, big classroom scene, which was the main set piece, I guess, and it had the most dialogue and the most pages. And it was the the whole setup for what Ben is trying to do, which is make a movie about his boss and his boss's brother, um, and e- using his um, friends that he volunteers with at the art therapy clinic um, to make this movie. And he wanted he wants to crew up with these guys, and so a lot of that is going on with Mary, who uh, is playing a version of herself. And you know, it's it's three lead care main characters in the front and then the classroom is behind them. And most all of them had lines or moments, my board night players. So what we did is we did what they're called specials and we, uh, they're inserts, they're little, uh, you know, close-ups or medium shots of them reading their lines. And, uh, you know, I knew that was going to be challenging. And I wrote accordingly to, to make sure that I, I didn't have too much dialogue for these guys because they're they're good if we have a lot of time and you know right now we're rehearsing a Christmas carol for the Christmas show as well as the Grinch and I think some Polar Express songs and when we do repetitive uh, you know week in week out and, and we have that kind of time yeah these guys are great they, they, they know how to act and they know how to take direction but day of I knew that our time would be limited so I had like an hour and a half uh, set aside To get the lines that I needed from these guys and you know we gave them cues and not and whatnot but they were doing it out of context to an extent and it was a bit challenging and uh, Some took a little longer than others, but I can tell you that I did not have to move on before I got What I thought could work for each and every one of my born to act players and that was by far in a way, the most rewarding and just exciting and like i got such a pump of adrenaline every time we'd get the line and it would they'd nail it and they would be so happy and i would be so happy and it was just it was great that I, it was really fun directing uh some actors that i you know i know their work and i'm familiar with them and and they came on this project like uh, john so uh, that was great i uh, directing him and eddie levy from ap bio that was great obviously coogan and My buddy Brock, who's one of the most talented assistants, uh, he is the most talented assistant, I should say, at at Born to Act Players. But it was directing my Born to Act friends and getting, you know, working as a team with them and going back and forth was so much fun. I could have done that all day. And I took uh, John and Eddie a little bit for granted because then we, you know, had to go into their uh, dialogue scenes and, you know, do their pages. And I, I I was able, we were all able to just kind of roll through that without a whole lot of uh, direction and babysitting also because we'd done the work before. So we had an idea of where we wanted to go, what we wanted to do. So, So that's, that's that. Um, I will be telling more stories. Um, as we go here, I'll probably, you know, Brian came to visit, which was a surprise. I didn't know that. Bob Brian would show up on set. He did. Avery came later in the day and spent a number of hours there hanging out with Florence. And of course we had Chris Moran and Jed Jesse and Zach came by, uh, and helped out uh, for the first half. So there was people that had flown in that come in from all over the place to help make this a reality. And it was just, it was just awesome. So, um, Just because I wouldn't be me unless I had some kind of negative bit to this, because I always like to point out things that I think could be changed in this world or or I like to point out the negative. My wife will probably never understand this, but I point out the negative because I think a lot of the negative things in this world are completely unnecessary. And if we all complain about them or why or identify them and point them out and yell about them, maybe they'll go away or maybe they'll get better. I don't know. But here's what. I walked into or drove into Saturday or Friday morning uh, just after seven when we were all getting ready. Uh, I had already gotten one phone call and then I got uh, two different reports from people that walked up to me to say, hey, the Film LA guy, the Film LA is the company that, or whatever they are, that uh, allow us to shoot at the place that we already paid for and that we're going to shoot at and then they come in and they say oh you want to shoot here huh well where's our cut that kind of thing ended up paying them uh three thousand dollars just under three thousand dollars just to them um i don't know why just i guess to send me a few emails as well as a bunch of money on top of that for uh, the police that they made made us get and I, i've said all this and I mean, the extra insurance that was just absurdly over over the top uh so i thought everything was taken care of then they were asking for another permit and like it's like hey <laughs> What do you, what do you need They need like a permit for the permit or something. I, I don't even know what happened with that. Somebody figured that out. But like, I think LA film LA was asking for the permit and like, you guys are the ones who gave us the permit. What are you talking about? And then the cops are asking for the permit. Oh, I got to call that guy that set us up with the cops too. And thank him. He was the best. Anyways. Uh, so here's what I hear. A couple people walk up to me and they're like, Hey, um, film LA is talking about, you know, shutting down production or finding us like heavily because we had said that we hey, were going to have two trucks and I guess we have four trucks in the parking lot. And as far as film l a is concerned that's a huge huge finable, um uh, um what do you call it uh, 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 uh we we had done something very wrong what what is the word uh, uh, uh we 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 failed them by uh, having four trucks rather than two. They, even though we paid for all these parking spots and they were all negotiated, and like uh, th- those were our that was our parking lot. But as far as Film LA was concerned, they didn't like the idea that there was four trucks in there instead of two. And my UPM Tiffany had been trying to get a hold of Film LA to let them know that we now had four trucks, but Film LA wasn't getting back to us. Day of Film LA is like uh, you got to remove these trucks, shut down production, or pay us. And Mike Carano apparently and Tiffany Tiffany helped as well, but Mike Carano. Guy never fails to, to surprise me. Uh, he was one of the guys uh, who this film, I guess, film LA, the film LA representative, just anyone who would listen in the parking lot. He was like saying, hey, I'm going to find you. Uh, you're going to get fined or you're going to have to cease production because you have two extra trucks. Like, who cares? They're in the parking spots. They're off the street. What are you talking about? So Mike's like, yeah, you're going to find me. I, I don't know about that. I'm just kind of here with my friend. Uh, you can't find me. <laughs> and then he's like, hey, hey, guy. Hey, film LA guy. Uh, I'm not using his name purposely. He's like, I don't know if you know what we're doing here, but like, yeah, sure. We're making a movie, but it's mainly about, you know, given the, these born to act players who know all about, you know, theater and stage acting, but they want to be in movies and TV shows and commercials and stuff. We're giving them the, the, the full experience. Like that's what a lot of this is about. If not all of it, do you even know like what we're trying to do here? What are, what are you doing? And the guy was actually really quite receptive apparently. And Mike talked to him more about it and. I didn't know about any of this was happening. This is all happening before eight o'clock. And then I'm upstairs talking to one of my actors on the set of the office and Mike comes up all like bushy tailed and bright eyed and happy. And he's got the film LA guy with him in tow and the film LA guy is like who I didn't want to have anything. I'd never wanted to see that guy. I didn't want to talk to that guy. I wanted nothing to do with that guy. So I was furious when Mike shows up before we even begun shooting with film LA guy in tow and the film LA guy puts his hand out shakes my hand and he says, Hey, your friend here was just telling me, you know, what you guys are doing and, um, what the whole themes, what the themes are. And he's like any kind of infractions, uh, you know, I shouldn't be saying this, but he's like, Hey, we'll, we'll, we'll work on those. And, you know, I'll, I'll take that into account. And, uh, I just want to tell you, you know, this is the film like. guy talking about you know, have a great shoot. And, uh, you know, if any problems come up, we'll, we'll, we'll figure them out. We'll, we'll fix them. And, uh, Mike really helped broker that that peace treaty, I guess is what it ultimately ended up being. So, but the fact that even like, like, so we have that goodwill and, you know, we are obviously doing things that other people are responding to. And this is just something that I think will be, Great and entertaining and well worth it and and all that stuff and of course I want to do right by my born act players I mean, this is, this is my motivating factor, but the fact that other people are seeing this is great We want to be here if it wasn't for that But let's say that let, let's take the born act players out of it. Let's take representation out of it Let's take the you know, special needs out of it and we're just you know a small crew trying to make a movie Let's say it's about a bank heist or something and we're doing all we can to get this movie off the ground and, and do a proof of work and you know get this feature made because we love movies and we, can't, we get to this space where everything's paid for and we've, we've countless hours of of th- doing what we think is the right thing to try and do to let Film L.A., to get Film L.A. off our back. And then morning of, they show up and they're giving us this business about the truck and then they're without any... Like, what if we, you know, lucky for us, and because of the nature of this project, I think we, we got away with one here. But, oh, we also heard that... That uh, there is no problem with having Lyft or a rideshare uh, drop off any crew or actors or parents, which was a big sticking point when I was talking to my original guy. And I said, all right, well, can they park in the neighborhood? Nope. I said, can they take a cab? Nope. I said, so the only way that they can get to set, if we run out of spaces, because we only had like 35 spaces, the only way they can get to set is to like ride a bike or walk or skateboard? Yep. Oh my God. Why can't they take ride they're just not allowed to. And then we heard that that was total false. That was totally false. Uh, they were absolutely allowed to take a ride share. So he was just giving us like wrong information too. So we're lucky that we have, you know, people that are on, on our side, but it's just, yeah, I don't know. It, entities that try and just, one of the themes in in my short and in, in the feature is just the people that try and get in the way of progress and the people that try and get in the way of of doing the right thing or just... And it comes up a few times in the short film, just the fact that the, the nemesis, the antagonist and in, in they're the Cantor brothers can't. Again, I wrote that specifically because there's a lot of people who love to just say no, or you can't do that," or this is, this is impossible and, and they're the ones who get in the way of all the things. you know I'm on my pulpit a little bit, and it is, I'm making it you know more simple than it needs to be, but I mean, it's just absurd. and film LA, amongst others, were definitely the cantors in this whole scenario of trying to make the movie so. Anyways, that said, you guys are not canters. You guys are doers. And uh, <coughs> I'll be talking to you later this week. Next step is assembling this thing, putting it together, getting a sound mix, possibly putting somewhat of a score on it, <coughs> getting better because I'm sick now. I'm actually doing the uh, film vault tonight remotely because I don't want to get uh, Brian sick. But woo, we are, we are um, reaching the top of the mountain for this phase of it. And uh, wow, it's great. It's it's tiring as as all get out. But if you guys want to make a movie, just hear some of this, and just so you're not super surprised by it once uh, once you get there, because uh, there are a whole lot of surprises. Right now, I'm about to take Mary's and Casey's um their uh, two to my actors. If you don't know who they are, they're two of the main people from Born Players, and they're both SAG, and they are having problems with their paperwork. So I just printed out uh, 11 pages of paperwork, five different documents. That need to be signed and and noted, and I'm driving them over to Mary and Casey's house. Uh, Casey's Mary's son; he's the one who kind of was the germ of the idea to create the Born Dag players. And um, I'm going to help them out with the paperwork because Mary hasn't done any paperwork for SAG for <coughs> 30 years or more since Casey got was born. And there's just so much. So much paperwork, and I would not be able to have done any of this if it wasn't for the help of, namely, Robert, who loves paperwork. And thank you so much, Robert Jaroszynski, because I would have just shredded the paperwork halfway through and said, all right, never mind. There's too many uh, fools who need to be a part of this that need like documentation of ridiculous things, too. I, I know there needs to be documentation just to cover people's butts, and there's a lot of like shysters out there, but it's, it's it seems to be a little bit overboard. Ah. What am I doing? Why am I complaining when there's such good things? All right. Thank you very much. Uh, I'll talk to you guys in a bit. Welcome to the future in this year's wildest super fun show for adults. Hey gang, it's Josh Olson. And Joe Dante. And we want to tell you about our podcast. It's about movies. Josh, there are a thousand podcasts about movies. Sure, but ours is different, Joe. That's true, actually. Our guests are writers, directors, musicians, comedians, actors. Hell, we even have other podcasters on. We play no favorites and they don't talk so much about their own work. But about the movies that have influenced them and made them who they are. We call out the movies that made me. We've talked with people like Guillermo Del Toro, little Stevie Vanzant, Martin Short, Ethan Hawk, William Freekin, Barbara Cranted, Jonathan Ross, Dennis Lehane, Mark DePlus, Adam McKay, Larry, Newman, Jason Raymond, Alice Landers, Elijah Wood, Steven Canals, Eli Roth, Joe Bob Briggs, Roger, Corman, Backet, Cole Twitch, Douglas, Daniel Cool, Martin Campbell, Shane Black, Albercuse, Elination L, Juli Afra, If Sidney, also King, Lee Daniel Rosenchow, Clay Brown, Gardy Smith, Eric, Steve, Arctic, and Uwe Ball. It may not be highbrow, but it's lots of fun. Subscribe for free on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get podcasts. In color to thrill you as never before.